Well, it'd just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home. That has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and Dylan Bishop. Happy to have you with us here as Nick just decided to breathe heavily into the mic while I was doing the sponsor read. I don't know. I had to breathe. I was smelling it. You usually do have to breathe. Yeah. I'd say you have to breathe to live, but not breathe into the microphone. I just felt like doing that for some reason. All right. That's what happened. Well, uh, how's everybody doing today? Wednesday? Hump day. Good. That's how we're doing. It's <laughs> been Sorry a long week already. already. Yeah. Colin, it's been a long week. We're about to have a long it's four months Wednesday, ahead of really. us. I know. It doesn't feel like Wednesday. It feels like it's like Thursday or Friday. But we still have a lot to do. Yeah, I mean, hey. Like EPAC All Access. It's part of the grind, right? Yeah. Uh, EPAC All Access yesterday. We went to two schools. We finished up at Musselman. Uh, got our mic'd up segment. Watched a little bit of practice, Colin, Nick, and I did. Uh, bef- before that, we were at Washington, got to see them practice for a little bit and got to talk with Coach Terry Ray. We'll hear a soundbite or two from him later on in this first segment. But uh, let's kind of wrap up Musselman because we got to actually see them practice yesterday for a little bit. Uh, we got to saw Eli. We got to see Eli Fleming throw a little bit. He's got a a very good arm, like accurate from. I guess I'd say close range. He was thrown into like the. I don't know what the exact terminology is, but like the net where you have to hit the. I don't know the accuracy net. I guess is what it'd be called. I don't. Does anybody have another? I don't know if it has like an exact name or. Well, you know what I'm talking about? It's a big old I mean, net. I watched with, it. With it's got you, the holes so yes. in it. Yeah, got the yeah, holes yeah. where you, yeah. He was hitting those pretty good, and, uh, you know, we got to see a little bit more of practice yesterday. They were doing some seven-on-sevens and some, I guess it was a lot. Inside run on the scout team uh, with the first-team defensive line, and they were big, and they were getting through those holes. Yeah, I think that was something that Colin had pointed out when we had went the first time was that Musselman's got a pretty big line, and – you know, I actually got a pretty good look at them yesterday. I mean, they got some big D tackles. Obviously, Wollston on the edge is a great athlete. So I think um, they should be able to stop the run pretty well this year and hold their own on both sides of the ball with the offense and defensive lines. So that was what stood out in the inside run um, for me was their size up front. And then I didn't really get to see much of the seven on sevens, but from what I was able to see, you know, Fleming was throwing the ball pretty well. Uh, so I think they'll be a, again a playoff team this year, like we said yesterday. And uh, I was pretty impressed with them overall, even though it wasn't, according to Coach Thomas, their best practice. I thought for what I was able to see, I thought things looked okay. Okay, so maybe they turned it up a little bit once we got there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he was trying to. I, I had a different perspective because I went out and did the mic'd up segment with Coach Thomas and was hearing him try to 
I guess, get their players going because he was saying that was their first 3 o'clock practice, so trying to get their sleep schedule back to a school day time to where they're ready to go for practice at 3 o'clock. It was very hot out there too, so I know a few players were saying that uh, they weren't prepared for that, didn't uh, hydrate themselves enough for practice, which they said was their fault, but it just wasn't in that aspect one of the best practices in Coach Thomas's mind and in some of the players' mind because they felt like they were a little sluggish out there. But still, from what we got to see uh, or what we were looking for, for the most part, we were impressed with. So I still think in my mind that this team is a playoff team and week one should be a fun week to get to see them. Yeah, it should be, and uh, we'll be there next Friday night. They take on John Handley out of Virginia. Before that, and uh, to get ready for John Hanley. But I think we all agree they'll be able to most likely handle John Hanley. I don't know enough about John Hanley. so Not sure, but I think they'll win. John Hanley, I think, was close to 500 last year. If not they do have a new coach, though. It is the former Sharando coach. Right, so that could help or, or hurt. I think Musselman probably wins the game. Um, but with it being week one, you know, I think John Hanley will be a decent first opponent for them to take on. How about that? Yeah. Moving on to, I guess, going backwards yesterday as we were went from Charlestown to Inwood on Route 51. Let's go back to Washington High School. And uh, what we saw yesterday, we talked with uh, coach, new head coach Terry Ray, uh, defensive lineman Isaiah Osafa-Mensa, and then tight end DN Brock Meadows. Uh, those are going to be some interesting conversations. Tune in, Stay tuned for EPAC All Access for those, but kind of initial thoughts on Washington Patriots practice yesterday. Dylan was kind of in the thick of it yesterday when he was doing the mic'd up segment. Your thoughts kind of being out there next to Coach? Uh, I thought he had a pretty good setup with how he was running practice, and it, it's going to be a lot different for for washington than what they've been used to because they're going to be a kind of a spread passing offense they're still getting their quarterbacks you know together and i i I thought you know we talked about their offensive line their defensive line in general in the trenches being their strength but pass blocking and run blocking are two very different skill sets for an offensive lineman and he kind of mentioned in his interview with, uh, with us that we'll see you know we'll air in full we have EPAC all access that episode that the pass blocking was kind of foreign to them when, at the beginning of the of the season when he was you know, installing the game plan. So that'll be interesting to watch. But it, it's I think it should be an improvement for, for Washington. They seem to have a lot more players out now on the team than they did last year. Uh, Coach Ray said it was close to 60 when last year there was probably only 35 to 40. But uh, I think he's got a good program there. He did pretty well for himself at Berkeley Springs, even when some of his better players left. And last year they struggled. But he did a lot better than some coaches have done at Berkeley Springs over the last, you know, 10 years or so. So I I think Washington's got something promising going over there. I think – I like what I heard from Coach Terry Ray. He seems to have a pretty good mm-hmm. football mind uh, from talking to him, and it seems like uh, he has realistic expectations for this team, you know, not putting the expectations too high. He just ultimately wants to see this team get in the playoffs, have a winning record. And I think you look at their schedule, and it's possible for them to win all four of their non-conference games. I think that's a possibility on paper. So if you're able to do that, 
who knows maybe you do find an epac winner too and can sneak into the playoffs so um you know i, I think i look at this team i think the schedule is favorable for them in some ways but it is still a pretty young team so there's some concerns there for me and just the fact that they are going to a spread system and the fact that we don't really know who will be their playmakers at this point kids that emerge and end up being some of the best players around here for all we know but heading into the year it's hard to, for us to have high expectations for this team because we don't really know who's going to stand out and when you're going to a spread that's obviously a more offense relied on the skill guys i mean obviously offensive line and defensive line is important in whatever offense or defense you're running uh, but you know you do instead of just turning around and handing it to a running back where the o-line then just if they're able to open up holes you know really anybody could be back there in a spread you know you're throwing the ball a lot more you're you're running different stuff so you are more dependable on having you know elite skill guys and i don't know if washington has that or not so didn't really get to see enough of things to get a good judge on that so i think that will be the key if this team's successful but I think Coach Ray will have this team playing better football over the next couple of years if it's not this year. And I think that goes to show what he said. He said we don't have a lot of seniors this year, but the seniors they do have have been three or four year guys with the program, and they're not guys that, you know, they're guys that are, I think a lot of the returners I feel like are offense, defensive linemen that are seniors. And then you got a bunch of juniors in there, including Isaiah Osafa who we spoke to yesterday. You'll see that on EPAC All Access. Uh, when we put that out but uh, let's hear coach Terry Ray uh, kind of talking about the differences in uh, in coaching and uh, kind of what he's seen so far always taught you set your goals you got your goals but then you set attainable goals goals that you think you can get to and we sat down and we looked at a bunch of stuff I sat with all the kids because I I was averaging about 40 kids in the weight room all off season so we sat down we talked we talked a lot about achieving what we want we we got a couple guys that want to make all state we got a couple guys that want to make all conference Uh, we got a couple guys that are just straight up like I don't want to have a losing season this year we want to win so we sat down we came up with goals and we think we're attainable. I think we can win six football games. Interesting. Coach says he thinks he can win six football games in his first season as head coach. He says those are attainable goals. They were this Washington squad was two and eight last year. Nick says he think he he thinks there's a route to seeing them winning all their non-conference games. Uh, do you see them winning any EPAC games? On paper, I would say no. Right, just based off of what we know about these EPAC teams. You know, I wouldn't probably put them in that conversation yet that they would be a team that I would pick to win an EPAC game right now. But, you know, maybe three, four weeks into the, the season and, and we start to figure out more about these teams, maybe I could see that down the line. But just at this point, I wouldn't favor them to win any EPAC games. They have to control the line of scrimmage, and it, it's kind of similar to last year's team for this year's team for Washington. The strength is the offense and defensive line and for a majority of them it's guys that are coming back so it will truly come down to how much have they grown how much have they gotten stronger and how much have they learned this new style because yes they're changing to the spread so you expect them to pass more but we heard from coach terry ray they still want to run the ball first establish that ground game and they're not going to solely completely do a 180 to where you're just chucking the ball slinging it around that wouldn't make sense you're still wanting to establish the ground game and yes 
also have some passing options compared to the wing T where it's mostly run, 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 and then probably the entire season you're probably only seeing, if not fewer, overall. So you'll see them open the ball more, but still want to establish that run game. Control the line of scrimmage will be the biggest thing with Washington. On yeah, both can, sides of the you ball. You can run the ball out of the spread. I mean, yeah. option plays. You right, know. even... I still think they're going to run the ball quite a bit this year. Yeah, no No matter what your offense is, you got to try not to be one-dimensional uh, to, a, to a point. Even the wing T, you, you have multiple things going on. Even though they're all run plays or a triple option, you're still trying to go different directions for the defense where you're going to go. But, yeah, even in the spread passing attack, that you're, you're going to run the ball to make sure that... You're not going away from it, and the the defense doesn't just expect pass every play. So when it comes to can they get six wins, I'd be really surprised if that ended up happening. I think there would have to be a good chunk of the EPAC that's more disappointing than we expect them to be, whether it's you know Hedgesville and Musselman with new quarterbacks or Spring Mills not progressing the way that you would think that they would. So I, I'd be surprised, but... You never know. Maybe there's be it could be a quick turnaround. Yeah, and uh, yesterday I talked, or one of the questions I asked to Coach Ray was, "Is there a new, renewed excitement at Washington High School?" Because in the you know the some of the main sports you would say that that drive excitement in a school are football and basketball. Well, you have two new head coaches. He, uh, Coach Ray's one of them, and then Coach Ryan Miller taking over the boys' basketball program. Here's what he had to say about kind of the renewed excitement at Washington High School. Well, there's already energy. When you walk into the building, Ryan and I, Ryan's got energy. Uh, I have energy. I bounce off walls. Kids laugh at me all the time. But there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of buzz around here right now that normally isn't here, everybody said. We scrimmaged John Hanley last week, and some people looked at us and were just, like, surprised what we did. It's just, it's all about the energy. It's all about the high school experience. I'm like, if the kids can have fun, get that Friday night feel, the real Friday night feel, crowds pumping, everybody's happy. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. So it it seems like... As I, you know, I asked about the renewed excitement, just thinking that there would be some renewed excitement. And, you know, Coach Ray agreed and said, you know, people are telling him that inside the building, which I think is a very good thing. The only thing that I'd say is, is there something in that building as to how long is Terry Ray going to be there? Because it seems like a lot of coaches and a lot of athletic department, like the ADs, we've we've had new ADs at Washington High School for the last couple of years. Is this a sustainable program for Coach Ray? Because... The way his attitude is, the way he talked to us yesterday, as just a fan of, you know, improvement, I think it's huge if he can stay there and build a program. Yeah, there's you can never really get a whole lot going if there's constant turnover. And that's in the athletic department and on the coaching staff, no matter the sport. So if they can keep something together, then uh, good for them. But, yeah, they have really had trouble with that over in recent years. So, I mean, there's, there's a number of different reasons that could be uh, – that you know it's hard for us to speculate in yeah. because we're not in the building but we, just, we always see on the outside is there's a lot of turnover yeah so like, it's hard just no matter what the reason is you, every year we have to find out who the new ad is right which your washington's got to kind of find that you know I'm, I'm i'm sure if it's not just turnover in the athletic department it's and the coaching staff then it's in the school that's pro- yeah then it's surely a problem within the school so that's that's something for them to figure out. Not yeah. That's not our job. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one 
by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk a little Spring Mills football. We'll be out there this afternoon, watch a practice, talking to uh, Coach Sims and some players. We'll talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 back in two minutes. I was feeling like myself for the first time in a long time. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. From breathtaking outdoors to unique local eats, world-class geocaching, and thriving local culture, Martinsburg, Berkeley County, West Virginia is where you can live your adventure. Berkeley County offers fantastic outdoor experiences, from our rugged hiking paths to scenic nature paths, public parks, fishing streams, and nature preserves. Cap off your outdoor adventures with a stroll through historic downtown Martinsburg. Join us and immerse yourself in our rich local history and scenic surroundings. Check out upcoming events and plan your adventure at TravelWV.com. It's the excitement of NCAA Division II football on TV10 featuring the Shepherd University Rams. He'll throw it. It's intercepted by Harrison. Dante Harrison is Mr. Touchdown on defense. Join us on Saturday, September 2nd, as the Rams kick off the 2023 season against Southern Connecticut State at Rams Stadium. Kickoff is set for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 11.30 a.m. right here on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. We have two more episodes of EPAC All Access to Film. These next two days, we'll be out at Spring Mills football practice today, and then we'll be out at Martinsburg football practice tomorrow. We'll bring you a big special edition of EPAC All Access tomorrow, just finalizing who we'll interview for Martinsburg. You'll be able to watch all but one Martinsburg game on, and listen on talk rated WRNR and TV 10 WRNR TV throughout the season as we couldn't get uh, down to Ironton, Ohio for the first game with the contract. Uh, and we have no way to just put something on radio without bringing a camera. Yeah, I know a lot of people are upset that we won't be broadcasting that first game in Ironton, Ohio against the uh, Canadian team from Martinsburg. But again, like Spencer just said, with the TV contract already put into place for Flow Sports having the rights to that game and the equipment that we have, uh, we can't just do radio. We have to set it up through our TV equipment to be able to send the feed 
even if it's just audio to the station so unfortunately that means we can't do it and uh hope that either you go to the game or find a way to tune in and hopefully martinsburg still gets the win either way and we'll have the rest of the season for you yeah flow sports you can get i believe a monthly pass for 20 bucks a month and then you can cancel it right away so unfortunately it's going to cost you 20 dollars to watch the game but uh it'd be a good pro i believe it's going to be a good product on flow sports if you want to go that just go to flowsports.com and you'll find out how to subscribe but remember delete it after that game or you're going to get charged yeah if we had the opportunity to be there we'd be there yes it's not like we don't want to be there we just can't feasibly make it work correctly uh but let's talk a little spring mills football here as we'll be on at camp today and uh the very one of the very last words that we heard from josh sims at the end of last year is being young isn't going to be an excuse anymore essentially paraphrasing what he said to not the exact words but he said that to you on the very last game when they fell in the final week of the season to university he said next year being young isn't going to be an excuse, and, and I don't think it will be this year. As They put up a respectable 4-6 and six record last year. would have been 5-5 five and five had they got the win and probably made the playoffs. Uh, but they didn't get the win in the final game. Now they're here this season. Max Anderson has another season under his belt. They'll start the season against Jefferson at Jefferson. It's the only first week of the season EPAC game this year, which we've talked with a number of coaches about then on September 1st, they'll be at hosting Albert Gallatin from Pennsylvania. September 8th at, at South Hagerstown in Maryland. Then they'll get into EPAC for one game. They'll be at Musselman the 15th, hosting North Hagerstown the 22nd, 29th, hosting Washington, hosting Frankfurt on the 6th, at University for the return game there on the 13th of October. Martinsburg home on 1020 and then the final week of the season we'll have that game this game for you hosting hedgesville that should be an exciting game at the end of the season but you know you look at that schedule uh let's see where cofields and co has them predicted we were talking about this yesterday i believe I think they have them six, six and four. four yeah so not everybody can go six and four they i believe they also have hedgesville at six and four and we were talking about this in the car is that even mathematically possible for both I, teams to go six and four i don't know probably but we'd have to sit down and do it ourselves as well which we haven't had time to do but i'm looking forward to seeing how this spring mills team is because as you said spencer the excuse of being young isn't there anymore this team has the experience max anderson two years starting at quarterback freshman and sophomore year now under his belt so we really want to see the next step from this team and that is the playoffs can they make the playoffs can they be a team that is competitive in the EPAC and one of the teams that you're looking at saying, all right, this year they make the playoffs. Next year they're going to be a team to be reckoned with around the state, maybe a quarterfinal team or something like that. I don't know how far that they can go, but the door's open now. We want to see a stride from them and not a step back. So it's put up time for Spring Mills. And I think it's there, but since we haven't got to see anything, we'll see today. It's really put up time for all of or at least two of their sports right i mean football and boys basketball have kind of had that same trajectory of they're a young team when are they going to get over the hump and i think this year is supposed to be the year that they do that because a lot of their young guys that were freshmen you know two years ago are now juniors and uh you know i think now is when you start to you know, see this team win and be successful is what you would expect yeah. uh, on a consistent basis. And um, I think 
you know, it's still going to be very tough because the EPAC is loaded like it is every year. And, you know, it's hard to put Spring Mills ahead of some of these other teams, but they were, what was it, a two-point conversion away from beating Hedgesville? They had that crazy play at the end with Ruess catching the two-point yeah. to win the game. That's, it was a touchdown right at the end. Touchdown, okay. I thought maybe they had to go for two or something. but um, I believe they went for two to still win it, I think, after that touchdown. That could it be might it. might be both. I don't know. But either way, you know, they were that play at the end away from beating Hedgesville, and if they beat Hedgesville, maybe they get into the playoffs last year. So I, I really do think it comes down to those two teams for at least the fourth spot, maybe even more. I mean, who knows? We could see – Spring Mills really take off this year, but I would expect them to be around the five six win mark. Uh, I think they can definitely beat you know the Hagerstown teams. I would expect. Yeah, it seems like football in Maryland, in that part of Maryland. Besides, I guess you'd, I'd say Clear Spring. Maybe they have a good football team, but it seems like Williamsport, North and South Hagerstown just seem to be down these last couple of years. Just yeah. looking at their records. Yeah, that seems to be kind of the trend. So. Uh, you know, I would expect them to be able to beat them uh, in conference. So it's it's kind of like Washington. Like, where do you really see a lot of wins for this team in conference? And at least on paper, maybe Hedgesville. I don't. I don't know if uh, yeah. on paper you're picking them over Musselman or Jefferson or Martinsburg. Obviously, yeah, probably over Washington at this point. I I, I think in my mind, I kind of slot them mentally into that fourth slot because I, Hedgesville. I'm just not sure what the what to make of that because Jackson West was such a big part of that team and the wide receivers that they uh, don't have now like Tanner Matthew but you know obviously they still have DeMonte Martin and they still have some pieces yeah, Harper on if he matures they could maybe take that spot back yeah we we saw a little bit of him at quarterback last year so it's not a total new yeah. reset of a new quarterback learning everything but we saw that the, the passing offense just wasn't the same when it wasn't Jackson West uh, behind center so uh, in my mind i kind of trust spring mills's returning talent a little more but i mean hedgesville could could have retooled in a way to they can be above them once again i just i I think that this is spring mills year because you have according to cofields and co we'll talk with coach josh sims about it later on today it says they have 16 seniors and 18 juniors so I lot. feel like this is their year to show this is what we've got. We could potentially go that six and four, seven and three again, but you'd have to flip some games that you obviously didn't get last year. I think the true test is going to see week one. How do they go up against Jefferson? If they come out yeah. and beat Jefferson, I would say expectations are at that six and four, seven and three mark. I, I'd say if they're competitive, even in a loss, with if it's Jefferson, a close loss, right? If they if they come out and they only lose to Jefferson by a touchdown or less, then I'd say then there's chances are that they'll be in that third, fourth uh, level in the EPAC, and they can be around that five, six win or more uh, benchmark. I think just that week one game is a huge benchmark for them to see where they are versus yeah, where they should be pull off or you think where they are if you can pull off an upset week one then the ceiling is higher than we expect here ceiling is the roof. spring mills <laughs> michael jordan <laughs> um go ahead Colin. i don't know if you know. i lost my train of thought <laughs> I, kind of, I was just gonna say yeah you have to flip some games that being if you can flip musselman flip hedgesville probably flip university too yeah i, I mean that university win 
would be huge if university is good this year that's a big win yeah. if they're able to win for the points the you know points against whatever that new the system is the point system in West Virginia where you face a good team if you can beat them in your own classification that'd be huge for points for them yeah that's something that we haven't really talked about a lot we talked about a little bit when it came out is there's now that new rule into the point system to where strength of schedule is taken into account and even if you lose to a team you can still get points from that it's not only you win then you get their points from their record even in a loss you're still getting points yeah Yeah, spring mills has according to cofields and co a b plus strength of schedule i don't know if that's i'm assuming that's based on last year's records yeah that's the predicted one there uh, but it should be interesting when we get out to Spring Mills practice today. Uh, I'm thinking, obviously, we're going to talk with with uh, quarterback Max Anderson. I think it'd be interesting to talk to uh, playmaker Al or Nate Graham. Excuse me, as you know, we heard Coach Sims talk about him a lot last year, and I think he got a lot bigger this summer in the weight room. There's a picture that he posted on Twitter during, uh, I believe, it was the Martinsburg seven on sevens, and he looks like he spent a lot of time in the weight room. I believe. He bench pressed 430, 340, excuse me. He bench pressed 340. He's also a wrestler. So that would assume why he's built like that. Uh, But I think that'd be a good guy to talk to today. Uh, Maybe, you know, Keon Mills is a guy that's kind of up and coming on this team uh, that we could talk to today, but obviously we'll figure it out. Keon Spring Mills. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by... Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger Grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. We'll be back on the other side of this two-minute break for more of the Sports Mix. Have you been smoking? Uh. I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. The WB Hospitals East Foundation is excited to announce the inaugural Dr. Frank Sabato Jr. Pickleball Classic to be held on Saturday, September 23rd at the W. Randy Smith Recreation Center in Inwood. Join us for a fun round-robin style pickleball tournament with start times at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. Awards ceremony and lunch will follow. To register as a player or sponsor, call 304-264-1223 or go to wbmedicine.org backslash berkeley backslash giving to download the registration form. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti when you need justice. 
The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Bull in now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, 40 past the hour here. Spencer Puy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Dylan Bishop. Happy to have you with us here as we get you caught up on things going on in the NFL. Commanders-Ravens going to do battle next Monday night for a primetime preseason game as, I guess, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman have to get warmed up for the season. So they always do a preseason game on ESPN. And it just happens to be Ravens Commanders. Yeah, they've been battling all right. They've been battling. I do believe that Terry McLaurin broke the ankles of Marlon Humphrey yesterday, and Marlon Humphrey's now out indefinitely. He was going to have to have surgery. Well, supposedly it was a foot injury that's been lingering. So, yeah, this doesn't sound good. Beat by Terry McLaurin yesterday, though. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Commanders are going to win four games this year. Uh, yeah, but Andrews body slammed somebody. Four, plus four, eight. At least four. What? They're going to win eight games, Colin? I know. It's still a losing record, but it's <laughs> they're not winning more realistic. What if they're 8-8-1? Eight, eight That's what they were last That's year. That's not a exactly. losing record. That's what they were last year, right? Yeah. They're not winning eight games. No, six maximum. Um, I don't know about these Ravens. I'm just watching the, o, the their O-line. The commander's dude, D-line is causing a problem it's here. It's training camp practice. What is the backup O-line? Yes, it's the backup o That's where you want to see them. Ronnie Stanley's not practicing. Yeah, the backup O-line's in, and I guess we get, we're in some trouble. Yeah. No, the backup D-line is playing for the commanders. Okay, well, against the not starting. all the Ravens linemen are play, practicing right now. They don't take these joint practices as seriously as they used to. I don't know. What I, I mean, they take the preseason pretty seriously, it seems like, in Baltimore, if they're yeah. on a 24-game win streak. That's the games, though. They don't they, count They the, just the win practices. the game, Colin. You play to win the game. They have good depth. A tra- Zay Flowers has been... Yeah, really he's been out. killing it in practice. That doesn't mean yeah. anything, though. Like, I was listening yesterday you to the fan how you play. for the Ravens, and they said, you know... Yeah, these guys are looking good in one-on-ones, but Tim Williams always looked good on one-on-ones, and where is oh, he now? Yeah, he didn't work out. So, you know, it is what it is. But with the Humphrey thing, I mean, this is seems like a pretty serious thing. He could be out four weeks at least, and we know what the Ravens training staff. And, and four weeks into the regular season. Right? I don't know if it's four weeks into the regular season or be, the next four weeks in general. Uh, that's always unclear, too. But um, – you know, with, with the Ravens training staff, I mean, Lamar was supposed to be out, what, three, five weeks last year, and then he didn't play again. So I don't know what to really believe with this. And hopefully, you know, I mean, they need him because they already have cornerback yeah. injuries on their roster. Rocky Sin's been hurt. Uh, the guy that's signed from the Steelers has been out. And they don't have much depth. We saw that yesterday. If you were watching the practice, you know, nobody really looked that good 
against the talented commanders receivers. That is a position where they have some talent. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's a concern. I think ultimately this team's going to trade if they're going to be able to get anybody that's going to be cut or something or sign somebody that gets cut that is not expected to be. But corner is definitely an issue, especially in the Ravens division where you have you know, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase in Cincinnati. And, of course, George Pickens is now getting all this hype like he's the next Jerry Rice or something. And then, uh, you know, the Browns have Cooper, who's very talented. So, and you need corner in the NFL without, you know, teams are throwing the ball. So, yeah, especially the AFC. Yeah, and especially since the Ravens, we don't really expect a whole lot out of their pass rush unless there's big jumps from Adafi Owe or David Ojabo comes on and is just a freak of nature right away because they... And Ojabo has not looked good in practice. No. whatever that's worth. Yeah, and And let's see if they sign Jadevian Clowney, which that's not really going to move the needle that much if they do, but... I don't know. Malik Ham, the undrafted free agent, looked pretty good in the in the game against the Eagles. So we'll see if he keeps up a good preseason there. But yeah, if you don't have a good pass rush, then you really need the corners to step up, and that's been a problem with the Ravens for the last few years. Is you know Marlon Humphrey gets hurt now and then, but even when he's out there, the depth isn't great. Mar- you know they Peters replaced, had been getting hurt. Yeah, they replaced Peters with Rocky Sin. They didn't really replace Kyle Fuller, who you know they didn't spend much of last season having anyway. But you know, Jalen Armour Davis, you hope you've heard that he's stepping up and potentially he's out right now too. But yeah, the the pre for the preseason at least they've got a lot of corners down. We'll see. Hopefully they get back healthy before week one. At least they have the Texans week one. Oh, I've been yeah. seeing a lot of stuff, though, that the commander's first-round defensive back uh, has been going up against... Emmanuel Forbes? Yeah, Emmanuel Forbes has been going up against the uh, top wide receivers for the uh, Ravens very, very well so far. See, I've heard mixed things. You hear from the commander's reporters that the commanders look great, and then you hear from the Ravens reporters that the Ravens look great. So which is it? Because I was hearing that everybody was wide open for the Ravens. Yeah, and, and you know Zay Flowers looked great, and, and Beckham looked great. I got this, and then video. I was hearing when we were listening to the Commanders thing that Forbes looked great. So is it just everybody's overreacting to one great rep? I don't know, but yes. I'm looking at this video. That's exactly what it <laughs> is. Forbes literally been dominating Odell Beckham Jr. swatting the ball out of the air on a great. Who's route. saying that? What? Who's saying it? I saw a video of it. It's one rep, but who put out the video? I'm trying to find it now. I it's just also one rep, yeah. People it. are overreacting on one rep. That's what happens all the time, right? The, yeah. the fights are from one rep. So it's like Daniel Ford's gotten a fight with, Ty- with uh, Tylen Wallace. Yeah. yeah. A, he's like the Ravens' six-string receiver. So is he going, how much is he going up against these other top guys? You know, I don't know. So it's joint practice. I'm not reading Apparently from it. Josh Taylor Football, he's a Commander's content creator. Commander's yeah. guy. He says which I'm watching video of it happen right now. Cam Curl is all over Mark Andrews on back-to-back days. Uh, Cam Curl is a guy that's a seventh-round was a seventh-round player, I believe. I don't remember. He's going like, to command a lot of money on the open market if they don't re-sign him. And then, like, that, that's the same thing, though, because, like, yesterday I was hearing nobody could guard Andrews. So it's like, what? what is it? Like, it's just inaccurate we'll Monday, or it's right? inconsistent, so... Yeah, maybe a I mean, players are I don't think Andrews on. is going to play Monday. I don't think any of the Ravens starters are going to play on Monday. If they do, he, they still they have a Pro Bowl much. quarterback that plays Monday. 
Huntley's hurt right now too. Um, why is everybody hurt for the Ravens in the pre? It, like it's all the time. Every year. All the time. <laughs> Hardball's can, can camp is too that? intense. They, I mean, yeah. Huntley got hurt is in that, the game. Is that the issue so. though? That's been a rumor that you know Does the he Ravens push him too hard? run it a little bit too hard, and I mean Huntley got hurt in the game. I know that. So, and I don't think it's anything too significant. They're probably just holding him out of these joint practices. He'll probably. I, I think he plays on Monday. Um, but we'll see. And I guess it depends on how they feel about it. I mean, they replaced the strength coach this year that, you know, all of the players seemingly hated, which you could kind of tell just from the last year of guys getting injured all the time and having long recoveries that it had to be an issue. That was something I pointed out or I kind of pinpointed like two years ago at this point. It's like, what is Steve Saunders doing in the, his job as strength and conditioning coach? And, uh, Eventually, it came out. The NFLPA basically said that all the players agree. And he got a guy, like I think it was Derek Wolf, said that he thinks that he basically ruined his career by having him come back from injury too soon. So, And Rashad Bateman has basically said the same, that he's kind of gotten in the beginning of his career off track. So hopefully the new strength and conditioning team and training staff will turn that around. But... You know, preseason injuries happen, so and it's still a short sample size to say, oh, they're still getting hurt all the time. That wasn't the issue. Oh, I just got video from saw video on Twitter from who's fighting now. It's the Jets and Bucks practice. There's a big fight happening at that, so it seems like every practice. I can't tell. I don't know. <laughs> I, hopefully he's not. Hopefully he's yeah. not. When will football players learn that it's really, really stupid to punch somebody with a helmet on? They never learn. I don't know, but the only thing, the only reason I think players are doing it at all during these joint practices is because, one, you're not going to get kicked out of the game because there is no game. Two, I guess the least thing is that's going to, or the thing that's going to happen is you're going to get, like, your coach is going to yell at you. You're not going to get fined for it because it's not a game. True. And look, Miles Garrett hit Mason Rudolph with a helmet and he's still playing. So, assault. Yeah, literally like anything can happen, I guess, if you're playing football. All right. I just saw this come up on the timeline here is from yesterday from SportsCenter. So I guess we missed it yesterday. But there's this new thing. We knew this a couple of years ago in the NFL where they changed the being so stringent on who can wear what number. Apparently, the Lions just signed quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to their roster. He's going to wear number 50. I think he's only wearing that for the preseason, but yes. Apparently, I, 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 what I read was that they didn't have any like actual like one through nineteen numbers available with because you know ninety man rosters or so you're gonna have most of those numbers taken up. Well, the Ravens I noticed have two guys wearing seventeen. Josh Johnson's wearing seventeen, yeah. and then the, yeah, I've seen the Bears. Time now Usually, you do that in the preseason. You can do that for offense and defense. Yeah. You say so to the Bears because I noticed that there was a number seventeen on the sideline that was not Tyson Bajan. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no four, so this is an inaccurate statement because okay. there's no four on the Lions. Four there's is no retired seven. for legendary kicker Jason Hansen. There's Spencer. no seven. He There's probably no twelve. I mean, he's always been number five, so <laughs> he probably just like no. Who cares? Fifty. Yeah, yeah. But he's literally listed on their roster here as number fifty, and I find that very interesting. Remember, if you remember Michigan's quarterback from around twenty fourteen, Devin Gardner, yeah, he what, wore ninety two. Yeah, I think it was ninety eight. He switched okay, his number yeah, two after was. he was number twelve first year starting, and then he was like, "I want to be number ninety eight. It's like why? But, but okay, kind, of, if kind you, of interesting that this is happening. Any thoughts on uh, the Rivera comments? 
apparently there's no quarterback in Washington. They don't know who their starter is again. And also they're still, you know, kind of being, I don't know, not really with high expectations it sounds like. It sounds like they're kind of – He says they're still kind of in a rebuild, which, I mean, it it does worry you because, yeah, we'd said off the air it's year four for him. So you'd think he'd had the guys in place. But at the same time, it is a rookie or first-year quarterback, essentially, in Sam Howell. I mean, he's not a rookie, but this is his first season starting. So if you look at it that way, yeah, it is kind of a rebuild because he hasn't started all but one game week 18 against dallas now yes does it concern you that in year four you're now finally going that route and you haven't went that route year three year two year one maybe yeah but he's not saying he's not lying it's i guess what i'm trying to say he's not lying i just feel like it that way if the head coach's mindset is rebuild that's kind of a weird mindset to be in i feel like the head coach should always be in a mindset of playoffs Maybe yeah. the front office in the NFL, is in yes. the mindset of a rebuild, but you know, you're an NFL head coach. You're only you're not guaranteed a job next year if you're Ron Rivera. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, there's no. a lot of people speculating that uh, it's he might be moved to the front office, and then you bring on Eric Bieniemy as full time head coach, just like we saw with the Buccaneers. There was something about Bieniemy, and at first I thought it was good, and then I thought it was bad. It was like players were like scared of him or something oh yeah so he can't so what happened last week here is uh they came apparently this was a whole thing in the media last week it wasn't good it was kind of negative because ron rivera decided to talk about it we'll talk about this quickly and then hit the break uh but what happened is that somebody came to some player came to rivera and said these practices are really intense from coach b enemy an anonymous player and then for some reason ron rivera like spouted that out to the media and then it became this whole thing, and then, which is, I don't know, wouldn't, wouldn't you rather be hard? And then all these former players, like Tyreek Hill quoted the, quoted the tweet and said something. Mahomes. Mahomes quoted the tweet and said something. Like, all these former Kansas City players or Kansas City players, former players coached by enemy said, this is good, you're going to want this during the season. So it was hoopla for nothing, really. Gotcha. But uh, it sounded, sounded kind of like what are you I'm not used to a real practice from a from a you know or something. It, yeah, it was when Scott like Turner me. led the freaking offense, and now it's an actual offensive coordinator that knows how to win. So, all right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the side of this break, we'll wrap things up. Talk Nats and O's. As uh, both teams, unfortunately, fall last night. We'll talk about that on the other side of this. Two-minute break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, 
No dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. The hunt for the 10th state championship is almost here, and legendary head coach Dave Walker is back to lead the Bulldogs to victory. Make sure your business isn't hidden on the sideline this season. Call 304-263-6586 and become an advertiser on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 for the 2023 Martinsburg Bulldog football season. This is the home of Martinsburg Bulldog football all season long. Again, call us at 304-263-6586 to make sure your business is scoring touchdowns and not fumbling the ball this year. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg or call 304-263-4343 to make an appointment. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here as we begin this final uh, about three minutes or so left on the show. Today, uh, the Nats and O's both fall last night. The Nats trending towards potentially a 70-73-75 win season, depending on what they can do, because uh, there are 53 53- three wins right now so they could get to 70 i I, they can't the the, the problem with the nats is they can't pick or above the 10th pick they can't they can only pick 10th or backwards they can't go nine eight they can't get any of those picks so they can't pick in the top 10 yeah they can't pick within the top 10 so they're you know, there's no reason to tank per se. Well, the players aren't going to tank anyway. I mean, those players are. But that might be why they didn't trade everyone away. They only made one trade. They didn't really have that many guys that had value to other teams. True. Um, but I mean, the players on that roster are fighting for a contract next year. So of course they're trying to win. Davy Martinez may be looking at fighting for his job as well in in some ways. So I think. You know, the Nationals, as a team perspective, were never trying to tank. And then from the management perspective, you really didn't have that much of an option to because of the new rule. So, you know, I mean, I think they they got off to a decent start compared to what we expected. And then they've played better recently than what we maybe expected. So that's kind of been their season so far. And, you know, looking at their record, they're really not that bad this year compared yeah. to what you maybe had the yeah. expectation. And they got two top ten prospects, which could make their appearance in the MLB in the next probably calendar year, I think, with James Wood and Dylan Cruz. I mean, Dylan Cruz should get go up to double-A before the season ends. He's been back-to-back Carolina player of the week or Carolina League player of the weeks. So Tough it'd be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I think the better pitching is probably up in double-A right now for him. 
so you want to move him up to double A because he's just soared in in, in low A ball. Uh, but uh, quickly on the Orioles, they fell last night to the Padres, Padres and Flaherty wasn't didn't stay hot. Ah, uh, man, that's crazy. We're out of time. Can't talk about it. No, no. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. No, Jack Flaherty. He'll be back next start. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Puzing. So long. Talk to you tomorrow. Our local community and bring you the latest local news, weather, sports. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Winchester.